You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Heart Matters, where leading cardiology experts explore the latest trends, technologies, and clinical developments in cardiology practice. Heart Matters is produced in cooperation with the American College of Cardiology. Your host is Dr. Janet Wright, Senior Vice President for Science and Quality for the American College of Cardiology. Targeted molecular therapy has been successful in cancer therapeutics. How might this approach be applied in cardiology in order to prevent the development of atherosclerosis? Our guest today is Dr. Ken Fujisi. He's Chief of Cardiology at the University of Texas Medical Branch, where he's also Professor of Medicine in Biochemistry and Molecular Biology. Welcome, Dr. Fujisi. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, we're on an exciting topic today, and I think we might start with some basics. If you would establish, what's the prevalence of atherosclerosis, coronary artery disease, in the U.S. today? Yes. Well, I think that just about 16 million Americans have coronary artery disease. As you know, coronary artery disease is the atherosclerotic narrowing of, of the coronary arteries, and it's a very costly disease. And I must say this is uh, the most frequent cause of death in this country, accounting for more than one in five deaths and costing just about, I hear, just about $133 billion annually. It's a very significant disease. And an equal opportunity killer, both men and women. That's right. I mean, obviously, the men are more affected than women, but the increasing number of women, especially those who smoke, are affected by this condition. And the death rate from coronary artery disease, what's happened to that uh, over the last several decades? Well, that's a good question. This mortality rate coming from coronary artery disease is in decline. That's good news due to the fact that we've been doing uh, statin therapy, atorvastatin, simvastatin, and other HGME co-redactive inhibitors are doing a great job in reducing uh, mobility and mortality coming from atherosclerosis. So the answer to the question is that, yes, Mortality due to coronary artery disease is in decline. Great news. However, and I know this is where our topic for today really comes into play, half the patients, about half the patients who go to an emergency room these days with an acute myocardial infarction have a normal LDL. How do we reconcile those? Well, this is a striking statistics, but that's true. Just about 50% of patients who come to the emergency room with acute myocardial infarction or heart attack when they measure their LDL, low-density lipoprotein levels in the ER, just about 50% of them have normal LDL. And the explanation for that is that LDL is not the only factor that causes atherosclerosis and coronary artery disease. Many other factors play a role in atherosclerosis development. So I think that what we have to do is, in addition to try to lower low-density lipoprotein using atorvastatin and simvastatin and other statins, we have to look for other risk factors and other molecular targets we can attack, and then we may be able to reduce the mortality of uh, coronary artery disease even further. So I'm realizing now you may want to start uh, not just with the basics of atherosclerosis, but now you need to introduce us to the topic of targeted molecular therapy. What does that mean? Well, you know, when I was finishing uh, my uh, training in cardiology, I was very intrigued by the cancer biology people. I had many friends of mine in cancer biology, and they used to talk about 
molecular targeted therapy. So like, what is molecular targeted therapy? Molecular targeted therapy in cancer biology is to identify a molecule or molecules that play or plays a critical role in tumorigenesis or cancer pathogenesis and come up with an inhibitor of that molecule to try to cure the cancer. And then uh, actually, uh, if you take a look at the uh, therapy for CML, as you know, CML is a chronic mild leukemia, which used to be a very difficult disease to treat. What happened in the therapeutics of the CML is that the uh, researchers were able to identify a molecule that causes actually this condition, CML. The, the molecule is BCR-ABL, which is a tyrosine kinase, which is constitutionally active. So what they decided to do was to do a thorough drug screen to identify an inhibitor of this tyrosine kinase, and then succeeded it. And then a company released uh, this medication most of us are very familiar with, imatinib. This is a medication which is a specific tyrosine kinase inhibitor, BCR-ABL tyrosine kinase inhibitor. In using that drug, the curative rate of CML increased, I think, from just about 14% to 75%. So I was so intrigued by this success story, Dr. Wright, and you know, I really wanted to do something similar using the same technology, same kind of approach. So I started to look for a molecular target of atherosclerosis at that time. Fascinating. So you're stealing from what we've learned in oncology and cancer and now going to apply that to some challenging problems in cardiology. Yes, Dr. Wright, this is what I did. The many outstanding cardiovascular researchers have identified the critical processes of atherosclerosis. First of all, monocytes, which is a kind of cell circulating in human blood, becomes activated by either hyperlipidemia, high cholesterol, or some sort of inflammation, and activated monocytes migrate into uh, the intima. Intima is the innermost layer of the artery, and then become macrophages. And these macrophages take up low-density lipoprotein and become foam cells, that the cells that contain lots of lipid droplets. And those foam cells multiply and release all kinds of cytokines and create uh, atherosclerotic plaques. So I was thinking if we can identify a molecule that facilitates the macrophage survival and proliferation, maybe by targeting the molecule, we may be able to halt the progression of atherosclerosis. That was kind of my hypothesis, and uh, so I decided to do a library screening to try to identify such molecule. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Janet Wright, and our guest today is Dr. Ken Fujizi. He's chief of cardiology at the University of Texas Medical Branch, where he's also professor of medicine, biochemistry, and molecular biology. We're discussing targeted molecular therapy, and Dr. Fujizi, you were just telling us that using a cancer model, you turned your attention, being a cardiologist, to uh, investigation of stimulant for plaque formation and developing an antidote for that, if you will. Uh, That's a gross simplification, I realize. So continue on. Well, yes, thank you. So 
I really wanted to do something new. I know there are many other outstanding cardiovascular researchers out there studying variety of molecules. I really wanted to focus on a new molecule if I can and try to characterize it over the period of my professional research activity. So what we did was that I decided to do a library screening procedure to try to identify a new molecule that may play a critical role in atherosclerosis development. So what we did was to utilize a new method called the EAST-2 hybrid screening, mm-hmm. where you introduce two genes into a EAST cell, and you plate all these EAST cells, each of which contains two genes, onto the uh, agar, actually agar plates, and then uh, if that yeast cell forms a colony that indicates that there is an interaction between two genes. So if you see one colony, that means you may have identified one interaction between two genes. If you see 100 colonies, that means probably you have maybe 100 interactions in that experiment. So we started the, the screening process back in, I guess, uh, 1998 to 1999, and that was a very, very difficult screening procedure. I've done just about 12 months of screening, and every day, day in, day out, I would come into my lab and screen, go through just about 60 to 70 plates and looking for colonies. So in this experiment, if you see colonies, that's good. If you didn't see any colonies, something's wrong. So the first several screening over six, seven months, I didn't see any colonies, and I was discouraged and but I modified the protocol, and uh, I tried different things. And toward the end of the year, I found just one colony. That means there was, I found just one interaction between this molecule and new gene. So I sequenced the gene, and I found fortilin as mm-hmm. a uh, molecule that may interfere with the apoptosis of the uh, macrophage and monocytes. So the fortolin that you've discovered actually prevents the apoptosis or the degradation and death of macrophages. That is exactly right, Dr. Wright. So this molecule fortolin prevent macrophages and monocytes from uh, undergoing apoptosis. So that means if you had too much fortolin in your macrophages or monocytes, then your monocytes and macrophages will survive and create more atherosclerosis. So that means that if you find a molecule, maybe you can prevent atherosclerosis. I mean, if you find molecule that prevent or interfere with fortilin's uh, anti-epoptotic activity, you can potentially use that drug to prevent atherosclerogenesis. So I am guessing, as you have methodically discovered fortilin, now you're turning your attention to the anti-fortilin. That's exactly right. What we decided to do was that although we speculated that the fortilin is going to facilitate atherosclerosis, we didn't have any clinical evidence to support that. So what we did was that we collaborated with our pathology colleagues at the UTMB, and we performed an experiment called immunohistochemistry staining, and we found that the fortilin is overexpressed in atherosclerotic tissue. So if you take a look at the um, samples from patients with atherosclerosis, you see a lot of fortilin expressed in those tissues. So 
we were encouraged, and uh, our hypothesis, I thought, was well supported, that overexpression or excess of protein may promote the atherosclerosis. So what we did next was that we decided to measure the concentration of uh, monocyte protein in patients with atherosclerosis and compare the levels of protein in monocytes with a normal control. And to my surprise, that the monocytes from atherosclerotic patients had much higher levels of protein in comparison with normal control. So we were even more encouraged. And right now what we are doing is that collaborating with researchers at the University of Houston and others to try to look for a anti-fortinin molecule. And then if this molecule is effective, then we may be able to administer this medication to prevent progression and progression of atherosclerosis. This is fascinating work. You've actually outlined the discovery process for us in a very brief interview here on the radio. It's exciting to follow this along with you. For those of us, I include myself among the listeners, who are not in the drug discovery business or going from a newly discovered molecule to a medication. Can you track that for us and give us some sense of the timeline involved if these steps continue to fall in place? Yes. Well, it's a long process, Dr. Wright. Mm -hmm. Um, I started uh, library screening when I was doing a research fellowship in Houston, and it took me just about a year and a half to discover this molecule. And after that, I needed to validate the uh, biological activity of this molecule. And after we, we have done that, next step was to try to investigate the role of this molecule fortin in atherosclerosis. That took us a long time to do that, obtaining human samples and sampling human blood and taking that back to the laboratory performing the analysis on it, such as QRT-PCR and other scientific techniques, and also identifying molecules that are safe for human use and also effective binding and inhibiting the molecule. It's a long process. I've enjoyed every minute of it. This is something I enjoy doing, and I'm very happy that the research environment that the UTMB has been outstanding and very supportive for my team. We've been talking with Dr. Ken Fujizi about Fortolin and targeted molecular therapy for preventing and possibly even reversing atherosclerosis. Dr. Fujizi, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much, Dr. Wright, for inviting me. You've been listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Heart Matters is produced in cooperation with the American College of Cardiology. For more information on this week's show or to download a podcast of this segment, please visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.